Hey, what's happening, everybody? It's your man, Dame DNYDC, host of the Two Mics Up podcast. Uh, here today with an amazing guest. I know if you're tuning in right now, you're probably wondering. Uh, my sidekick, queen <laughs> of the show, is <laughs> unfortunately, she's not going to be able to make it here with us today. Uh, but she will be back for our next episode. Um, you know, where she was really excited, just like I was, about today's guest. Um, man, this sister's really doing some amazing work she has an extensive career not only as an actress you know but she's an entrepreneur a producer this woman is the founder and ceo of foundation foundation e um you know this woman i'm just going to be quiet and i'm going to allow her to introduce herself to all of you and i'm going to shani would you please go ahead and just introduce yourself to our listeners give us some some of those goods about you and your background Okay. Well, first of all, Dame, thank you for having me on the show um, and Miss Lisa, but we'll, we'll get her next time. But yes, I, so you, you mentioned it. I mean, you basically wrapped it up. I'm an artist. I started as an actress and I started acting at a really young age. I went to high school for the arts and UCLA theater school. And as I was sort of moving through my career, I was always pulled toward work that had a deeper meaning. And I found myself doing a lot of commercial projects, um, which was fine, but for me, it wasn't very fulfilling. And I just got to a point where I wanted to do more and sort of expand. So I moved into producing and I started working on projects that were really impact driven. The first project I was producing was about the child soldier crisis um, in Africa. So that was sort of my, my entryway into really impactful film and television and media overall. Then I sort of moved into the entrepreneurial space because I've also very left brain, right brain. So I wanted to found companies that could essentially also make an impact. So I started a company that was about empowering artists globally called the Hollywood Inside Edge, which was very impactful. We had clients in Australia and South Africa and Dubai and all over the world. And I really saw the impact that sort of reaching out in a global way could make. So it was sort of the intersection and combination of being an artist, being an entrepreneur, being a producer that led me to Foundation E, which is really the culmination of everything that I love. It's an mm -hmm. impact driven, production company, if you will, film, television, also short content, immersive experiences. And we're combining entertainment and education to effectively make an impact in the world. So we also have initiatives that I'm sure we'll talk about in a little bit. Well, you know, I, I love something that you said there because uh, even through our journey and really starting to understand the pan-Africanism of how all of us are globally affected. I find that interesting and how how do you find it? Cause I know we have our own thinking here in America mm. about like social inequalities and the social injustices, but in your experience and what you're doing globally, you know, how are, are things viewed somewhat differently, you know, from country to country or, you know, is it a centralized feeling that you, that you perceive or get when you're doing your work outside of America? Yeah, it's a, it's a really interesting question. I, I think, Poverty transcends borders. Mm. Um, and some countries, particularly developing countries, their poverty is um, just extreme. And 
But there is also extreme poverty in the United States as well. It may look different on the surface, but it does exist here. So I feel like there's always that need to sort of dig deep and reach into those communities that are affected by poverty. And that can manifest in many different ways, be it gender and racial um, crimes and injustice and inequality, mass incarceration, police brutality, and just in general, sort of the homelessness and refugee crisis. So I feel like there is a global connection between all of us, all over mm -hmm. the world. We're so connected. Everywhere I go and everywhere I travel, and I, I travel quite extensively, I, I relate to people. Um, when I was in South Africa, I remember having very deep conversations about apartheid and how that manifested itself and how they've managed to sort of move past that so quickly mm -hmm. compared to the US in terms of slavery. Um, it's still obviously a big issue there, but because of Mandela and his whole team and how they had that um, reconciliation clause and forgiveness and people had to come before the courts, admit their faults and ask for mm -hmm. forgiveness, mm -hmm. which is something I think here in the United States we're trying to do, right? We, we can't even acknowledge the wrongs here, let alone forgive them and then right. move forward. So I just feel like it's interesting how we all connect and I think we can learn from each other on a global level. Wow, I, I couldn't agree with you more. That very well said. I, I felt that just, just walking through that with you, I mean, you're, you're so right. Um, I really wanted to take a, a second to talk though. You know, you've, you've, you're very accomplished as an actress in, in, in the industry in entertainment. Um, you know, what were some of your earlier roles that, you know, people tuning in, you know, because when I saw your face first, I was like, man, I know her from something. Uh, so that's what, you know, usually drives people. But what's some, what were some of your earlier roles that you had in your, in your career? Early on, I did films like Love Don't Cost a Thing with Nick Cannon and Christina Milian. <laughs> right. um, I did shows like CSI Miami and American Horror Story. Um, the Finder, Charmed, um, so a bunch of sort of like with weeds, a ton of shows that were network shows that were very popular at the time. Some of them are still on the air and still very popular. So that was sort of what drove my career in the beginning was sort of these commercial and network television mostly. Mm -hmm. um, I also did a lot of commercial work um, for different brands from you name it, Best Buy, all the way across the board. So I was also doing a lot of um, on-camera commercial work and voiceover work. So I kind of really played the gamut. I started in theater. So I also mm -hmm. have that in my bones and as my sort of foundation. But in general, it was mostly, I would say, television in the beginning. Yeah. Okay. So I want to just change gears just a little bit because you mentioned it also early on. Um, some of your work with the nonprofits. Um, you've been, uh, I think it was uh, Girls Inc. is one in mm -hmm. a place called home. Like, talk to us about like that journey, you know, into the nonprofit world. You know, how did that get started? What what drove you into that facet of your 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 career and your life? Yeah. So, um, and thank you for these questions. They're they're really important. I think for for where I am today, because as I mentioned, when I was solely focused on act, acting. Um, as an actor, if you're not an actor, you probably don't know this, but it's very, very consuming. It's very sort of self-focused, if you will, because you have to always 
sell yourself and audition and you're kind of like you are the product. Mm -hmm. And that never really sat well with me um, because I'm always sort of looking at how I can help others. And yes, of course, help myself. But first and foremost, I want to help others. And so a way for me to do that was to volunteer my time. Um, and get involved with these nonprofit organizations. So I first got involved with Girls Inc., which is interesting because that was sort of my first entry into the nonprofit world. And now I'm very involved with girls, particularly girls of color. And um, so Girls Inc. was one that I, I just, I delve into and I started creating programs for them in Los Angeles. And I just loved it. I fell in love with these girls. I brought all sorts of um, confidence building and you know, using my artistic um, expertise, allowing to teach them how to step into their confidence, find their voice, um, stand in their power and all of these things that Girls Inc. represents. And it was fantastic. I just, I, I fell in love. Then I wanted to really go deeper. So I, I decided, okay, I want to be a mentor, but I want to do it in a way that is highly impactful and long-term. So I decided to join a place called Home, which is a mentoring nonprofit. And I started mentoring a young boy by the name of Martin from a disadvantaged background. And Martin today is now 19. And I call him every year on his birthday. Wow. I, it's so funny because I like I watched him grow up. I started mentoring him when he was about 11 or 12. Um, and still to this day, I stay in touch with him. And that also had such a huge impact on me because that was a six month program. But I was like, I'm not going to just abandon him after six wow. months. I, like, wow. I built a relationship with this young boy. That's awesome. So I went on and on and I, and I, you know, he has my number and I'm like, I just, I, now he's, he's in college. And so I saw him go on this journey and I was there for him every step of the way and built a relationship with his family and his parents and his sister. Wow. And then. So these are the experiences that really shaped me before I started my own foundation. I was mm-hmm. able to learn from these, these long-standing, very successful nonprofits, take from them um, what I can use in building my own, which ultimately led me to Foundation E. Wow, that's awesome. So that six-month journey <laughs> turned into a lifelong journey in a, in a friendship. That That's amazing. And, you know, listening to that, so... You've actually worked both with young men and women, yes. right? and and like I said, a, a lot of times, you know, uh, uh, on this podcast, I talk about our young men uh, really having to step up to the plate. And I do know I, I've I've been a part of big brothers and big sisters coming up. Um, you know, my dad was not in my life, and to have a male mentor—I mean, I had men in my life, my uncles and them. Uh, they really did a lot to help develop me, but it's amazing um, coming from a strong woman. You know, my mother was probably the strongest woman I ever knew. Uh, but now I have this queen. That's my wife. That's like my rock. Um, but I really like to hear that story because now this young man is probably going to take that journey that you shared with him. That's now become a lifelong journey and he'll probably excel. We we pray that he will continue on and excel to become that king that we need and become the foundation and the backbone of our community and help yeah. elevate us, you know, yeah. back to that place to where we where we need to be. And that's just amazing, the work that you're doing. And 100%, I agree with that. And thank you. It is. It really is. And again, what resonates even more with, with me and our show, and I think, you know, we talked 
prior, uh, you know, Two Mics Up is about educating, empowering, and impacting our community positively. And your empowerment with Foundation E, that that stuck a it really struck a chord with me. And like even now sitting here, like my the hairs on my arms are standing up when I think about it. So, you know, talk to us about you know foundation foundation E and and really everything that comes with that. Cause I mean, I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, it Foundation E is my baby. And um, it took my entire life to arrive at this place with Foundation E. And that's one thing I also um, instill in the girls that we work with. And I'll talk a little bit about that, but it's like everything in your life, I think, prepares you for what you're ultimately meant to do. And Foundation E for me is my purpose in life. And basically what it is, is um, it's a way for us to harness the power and influence of media and education to change the world. That's what it is in a nutshell. And being in entertainment for as long as I've been and being an advocate, an advocate of education for as long as I have been, I know that those two platforms, mediums, spaces, sectors, if you will, are the most powerful. Media in particular can affect huge, devastating results, mm -hmm. or it can be extremely uplifting and powerful. So it can yes. go for, for good or for bad, right? Mm -hmm. We've seen it, we've seen the media do, do horrible things and we've seen it do incredible things. I wanted to harness it to do incredible things in the world. And one of the things that you can do that through is through film, through television, through immersive experiences, through XR, which is what I, I also am very passionate about. So we're reaching the younger generation. So Foundation E is an opportunity to focus on the social issues of our time. First, we're focused on racial and gender equity and equality. Mm. Um, and we're fleshing that, you know, fully fleshing that out. And it has different phases within each um, sort of topic, if you will. It's the programmatic phase, which is Global Go Impact. Okay. Um, that's the program that we are launching as we speak that I'm very excited about. We're launching in Brooklyn, New York wow. um, with the middle schools there. Wow. And, um, and it's it's basically an empowerment program that is this kind of program that I don't care if you're Michelle Obama or if you're somewhere um, in Kenya um, in a remote village. This is a program that would, would change anyone's life wow. uh, for the better. And we cover everything from life planning to financial literacy, to entrepreneurship, to wellness. So that's mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, to social wow. impact, legacy building. We take the girls on field trips, um, both domestic, international, behind the scenes. Like it's just this three year, incredibly immersive, high touch, 360 degree transformative program. Um, then I'm, it, I'm so excited. I'm not even in the program and I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'm so excited about it. And so the first stage is the on the ground work because it always starts there. Then we build on that. So then we make a documentary that surrounds the same topic, um, racial and gender equity. Then we make a scripted feature and we start to pull in A-list talent. 
around the same topic. So that expands our reach. So we start with a core group, then we expand and we expand. And then the whole point of the film um, and the media component is to reach millions and millions of people all over the globe. So if we can't physically be in a room with them and touch them in that way, we'll use the content and the media to touch them and reach them that way. Wow. So with the pandemic and everything that's taking place, have you found that maybe that's been able to take, you know, um, a better hold or a better grasp right now uh, by reaching people more on a global level than maybe if we didn't have, you know, pre-pandemic? You know, are you finding more people is gaining, gaining traction in that manner now? 100%. It's so funny because... So there's, there's four different sectors that we'll move into. First, racial and gender equity and equality, climate change, poverty and education, and the homelessness and refugee crisis. When Black Lives Matter, Me Too, and COVID, which just disproportionately affected the poor, right. those three things sort of intersected last year with George Floyd. I knew in my heart that at that moment, we need to focus on young girls of color, Black girls in particular, in um, impoverished and disadvantaged communities, period. And, and, and we know that that's the right thing to focus on right now because that's where everyone's attention lies with Black Lives Matter, with Me Too. JP Morgan um, last year committed $30 billion right, to right. racial justice. So it's just, it's, the, it's about finding the thing and the topic that everyone is focusing on. And you're right, the pandemic really, I think had Black Lives Matter happened outside the pandemic, it would not have been as explosive as mm. it was because mm-hmm. people weren't so busy. Right. Not, like, I don't have time. Black Lives, what? I'm, right. I'm busy. And no one was busy. Everyone was at home. Everything stopped. Right. And had to watch I Can't Breathe. Mm-hmm. And everybody had to deal with it. Everybody yeah. had to deal yeah. with it. And thank God that was not in vain and it actually did affect this global movement that we're still in the midst of today. I agree with you 200%. I, I just thought I just had to ask that because I, I felt that sentiment, but you know, with that program and, and again, mind blowing as it is. So you said this is a three year project program. Yeah. And that's the thing because most programs are like six months, right? three months, maybe a year, most of them even a year. I wanted to do something that would literally change someone's life. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, three years. Yeah. That's why that, that was mind blowing to me. That's a (laughs) lot of work. That's a lot of work though, being put in. Um, and have you, you know, in the time that you started it, like what, what have you seen or have you seen any progression from some of the participants already? Um, or what kind of feedback have you gotten from, you know, those participating? You know, can you share any of that information with us? Yeah, we so we're in the midst of our pilot program as we speak. Okay. And um, it's early stages. But what what I know so far is the response from the schools. So we're partnering with the public middle schools in these areas that we want to serve. Mm-hmm. And initially, it was hard to even decide which school to start with, because the need is so vast. Mm -hmm. Um, They all need this program. Every single middle school in these communities need a program like this. So that to me just said, okay, the need is there. Um, 
and and the principals on down, they're they're lending their resources from the psychologists of the school, the social workers, the the assistant principal of operations. Everyone, we're all coming together as this incredible community, the families, and building an ecosystem around these girls that wow. will uplift them and empower them and equip them, and just give them the resources that they need to succeed. Really, that's amazing and. I just have to ask because my, my mind gets going when I hear this. Do you think, though, that this is because it sounds like, you know, even though somewhat in its infancy, do you think that, you know, or is it a goal of yours, maybe should I ask, that if this really takes off the way that you envision, um, can this become a part of schools curriculums in our neighbor in our neighborhoods? Yes. You know, do you think that's something that, that's possible? hundred percent. So we're in the pilot right now. And the whole point of the pilot is this proof of concept, which. Mm-hmm. I know that this is needed. Um, There's no question about that. And I've spent years preparing for something like this. Um, So I know the need, I've studied it. But once we, beyond this pilot, um, and we'll start expanding, I would say in the next maybe three to six months, I already know the rollout plan in terms of scaling this. So what we'll do is we'll scale locally. So we'll start, we're starting in Brooklyn. We'll scale amongst all the middle schools within these, these, um, these impoverished communities in mm-hmm. Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Then we move to a community like Harlem. Okay. Then we move to communities within Atlanta or Los Angeles or Chicago. We go to urban areas where we know there's a need until we reach every community across the United States. Then we start scaling globally. We go into Africa, Southeast Asia, the Middle East, like especially in these um, countries that girls in particular, particularly girls of color, mm-hmm. are really oppressed, will probably start there internationally and then scale scale from there. Wow. I I I just love love that. That just the goal. I can just see it blossoming and becoming a true global situation. And you know, I just want to take a second, you know, ladies and gentlemen, if you're just tuning in, we are here with the amazing Shawnee Pride. She is the CEO and founder uh, of uh, Foundation E. Um, she has been an actress, a producer. She's an entrepreneur. And one of the things that I just realized that I I, I glanced over that I did want to ask, because I think this is also important. You know, you were the founder uh, and CEO of the Hollywood Insider Edge. Can you talk about that? As well, because I don't want to gloss over that because I think that's important that we really understand you're very diverse <laughs> and it's good that we see, you know, men and women of color that have so much to give and so much to offer. And I don't want to leave that out. So could you just talk about, you know, that time period as well? Definitely. Yeah. And we and you didn't you didn't leave it out completely. We touched on it briefly, but I I'll, I will expand on that because I think it's important. Um, to say that everything is sort of a building block. And the Hollywood Inside Edge was a company that I formed because I saw a need to empower artists specifically, Mm -hmm. globally. Mm -hmm. Um, In my travels, a lot of actors in particular would come up to me and ask me how, how to navigate the industry. Because the industry is, I think, people pretty much know the industry can be a very dangerous place. And I, and I don't say that flippantly. I mean, it, it can be a lot of people move to Los Angeles from all over the world to pursue acting and 
they get eaten alive. Mm. Um, and I've seen it. I've seen it happen. It, it actually makes me emotional because young girls in particular um, and young boys um, also, they come, they're bright eyed, they're bushy tailed and they're hopeful. And I've seen the industry just suck them in, um, take advantage of them, prey on them. It's dark. And I don't, I don't want to get too deep into it, but it can get very dark. And mm -hmm. I've personally tried to help young people, tried to give them knowledge along the way, things to avoid. Um, don't do this. Don't do that. Stay away from this. Stay away from that. Harvey Weinstein is a perfect example right. of what could happen. Yes. Um, that pretty much sums it up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, enough said right there. <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. So he's not the only one, right? Mm. So, um, so it's dangerous. So I wanted to empower artists and give them the, the business sense of what it takes to run your own corporation. Like when you are an artist, you are a corporation and you can't just be a talented individual if you wanna move into that industry. So the Hollywood Inside Edge was two things. It was giving these artists, um, especially globally, in South Africa, I, you know, if they wanted to move here and pursue this, I didn't want them to come all the way across the world and then just get destroyed. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to prepare them and equip them. And then also what it really was about helping people find their purpose, because ultimately some people will make it as an actor, some people won't. Mm -hmm. But what is your purpose here on life, in life? Because if you don't have that, and if you don't know what that is, mm -hmm. then you will never feel fulfilled. You will always be chasing chasing something or trying to find something to fill a void. And that was the part that really filled me up was seeing people find their purpose in life and what, what they were born to do and what they're here for. And then from there, they can do anything and be anything. You know, and this has me in two different places. So I'm going to start with the first question. Because, so looking at that and listening to that, you know, is that really what your, one of your impacts, you know, that we like to talk here, like the one thing or one of the things that you want to leave as an impact um, on our community and really about your life, like your a life statement, you know, does that really, because it sounds like that's really the impact for you, but that comes through in Foundation E and everything that you've done, you know, throughout your walk in life so far in your journey and do you find that that's really what you find the, that you want to leave for those as your biggest impact yeah and you mean like sort of helping people yes yes 100 percent um i feel like i've been really blessed in life mm -hmm. i have an incredible family i have my health um i've never wanted for anything i've been safe um, I've been protected. I've been given opportunities. I got an incredible education. I had access to education. I have access to individuals and people who have resources. That is like a gift. Yes. Um, and, and really just being born into the family I was born into, being born into a country that I was born into, into a city. I was born in Los Angeles, into a city that I was born wow. into where that in and of itself gave me so much. And for me, I wanna, I've always wanted to help those that weren't born into that type of situation, that weren't, that have difficulty in terms of poverty or 
whatever the, the situation may be that is preventing them from excelling and rising up to being their fullest potential as a human mm -hmm. being. Because even if you, you were born without certain things, if someone gives you an opportunity or believes in you or yes. pours into you, yes. you still excel. Yes. I, it, and that leads to the second part, just in reading uh, about you, you're, you're this dedicated to humanitarian and humanitarianism type work. Like where I hear, you know, like all the things, like you said, you were born and blessed into and, and the impact, but like to even take it another step, the humanitarianism work that you do, like what drove you into that as well? I don't know. I just always like, um, just from really young, I just always, I always wanted to give back and sort of help others and, um, and make an impact in whatever way that I can. And I always sought that out, whether it was going to Girls Inc. and saying, hey, I'm here, how can you use me? Or mentoring, I remember um, when I mentored Martin, mm -hmm. um, I, I said to myself, I see myself mentoring thousands of people, but I wanna start with one. Mm -hmm. I wanna start with one, and mm -hmm. I wanna make an, uh, an, an incredible impact in one child's life and see that all the way through. Yeah. If I can commit to that, I'll learn from that experience and then I can build, then maybe I'm into a five, then 10, then 20, then a thousand, and it can grow from there. Mm -hmm. But it was for me, it was about growing as a human being and, and also working on myself. And I think that's the thing. I think when people help others, really they're helping themselves at the same time because yeah. you're essentially, um, becoming a better human being and you think you're serving others, but really they're serving you in so many ways. And so it's just, it's just a very beautiful exchange between the two of you when, when you give back, like they say, um, if you're really unhappy in life, then go volunteer somewhere. Yep. And it, it just changes your whole perspective. Go feed the homeless, um, go do something, you know, that's going to help children who are disadvantaged, go volunteer in a hospital, you know, hugging sick babies. And yeah. all of your problems seem to dissipate in those moments. Yes. Then you become grateful for the things mm -hmm. that you have. And it just, it just uplifts you as a human being. It really does. You know, it, it's, it's funny how you, you mentioned that. I mean, um, and I'll just share a, a brief, so, you know, Six years ago, almost lost my life, almost died of pneumonia. Um, oh, and wow. from that point, my life became different. Um, you know, not too many times does the Lord give you a second chance mm. and kind of going through my own journey, trying to figure out what it is. You know, he's telling me I'm supposed to be doing something. Don't waste this opportunity and went through a couple of different things. And here, you know, now the pandemic kind of created this this really was my wife's idea and creation you know she's like you know you and lisa y'all get together and y'all start talking about things and people want to jump in and y'all time so this was really her thought but it is like you said i volunteered i've given back you know coaching football basketball yeah. just trying to find ways and it does really help you sometimes it humbles you yes because you do get back you know when you think you're giving something to someone else you do get so much back in return. And I find that I'm totally I'm a total different person. I, and I did say that to say just how you say you started with one young man. And now I'm listening to 
what you're doing. I don't even think maybe you do or maybe you don't, but already I see where it's gone and it's going, you know, from one to a thousand to 10,000. And then we're talking about a global thing. And that's why I'm honored to be able to sit here and have, you know, individuals such as yourself come and share that with us because Again, it's something that you said. The media does not talk about these things. We have to be able to use our platforms to share the... We are beautiful by design. We have so much talent and so much creation. And I'm just honored and blessed. You know, every week I sit here and I meet some amazing people that are doing amazing things. And I am I will say that I am proud to be able to say that, you know, hey, I, I met Shani Pride. And <laughs> yo, you know what she's doing? Well, if you ain't, if you don't know, let me tell you where to go look. And this, this is what you need to go do to go help this sister out because this is what it's all about. Yeah. And I, I thank you for sharing that. And I just have thank to thank you for sharing that about having almost lost your life because uh, that that is really powerful. And you're right; it does. It puts everything in perspective. It, it really does. I'm not. I'm not even going to. I don't think. And I say I don't think I was a bad person, but I am. If most people who talk to you now. We say, oh, Dame, that's not the Damon that I knew. Mm. You, you know, and it's like you just take, you know, every breath for me is precious. Everything that I do, I do. I, I really sit down and I think on what it is that I'm supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I see color differently. Mm -hmm. I smell every blade of grass now. Yeah. It's just like a total thing. And it's like I, I would feel bad, like, you know, a second chance to go wasted. Yeah, it, it's foolish. So, you know, and I hope, you know, when people hear that, that they realize, you know, don't waste your talent. Yeah. Uh, we're beautiful creatures by design and we have so much to give. Yeah. Um, and by giving, you just get so much more. I'm, I am a hundred times blessed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I'm not even going to lie. I'm just, I'm so blessed right now. And I, and I really appreciate it. Um, but I have to ask, there was something else that I read. Okay. GGI. Yes. Could you explain? Talk to us about GGI, please. Yeah, so so GGI is short for Global Girl Impact, and that's our program that I talked about. That is empowering these uh, these girls. Okay. So there are G, they are our GGS <laughs> for short. Um, and yes, it's that it's that program that we're we're starting in Brooklyn, New York, and and expanding throughout New York and then throughout the country and then throughout the world. GG. Wow. GG. Yeah. All right. I love it. So with everything that you're doing and I, and I, I just to move a little bit to the political side, what do you think just your opinion as a community, what can we be doing to maybe break the chains of you know, the social injustice and things that are holding us back. Because a lot of times I know we talk about the man is holding us down, <laughs> but somewhere we have to take responsibility. Yes. So with everything that I see that you're doing, well, what do you think? I am. So, you listen, I say that all the time. Like <laughs> after a certain point, we, we are oppressing ourselves. And I know that's not the popular thing to say right. because there is a history of suppression and racism and sexism and all these things, but we have to stand up and start to uplift ourselves mm -hmm. and believe in ourselves and find our own power yeah. in order to really affect change for ourselves, our communities and beyond. Mm -hmm. And 
So it starts there. But I will say what I love about what you said, how you started this podcast and your wife inspired you, which is so beautiful to start this podcast. Mm -hmm. That is such a great lesson because everyone can do something to make an impact, whether it's being kind to someone one time a day, putting a smile on someone's face, whether it's that teller at the bank or the cashier at the grocery store, just taking a moment to stop and see them and say hi and ask them how they're doing. Or it's starting a podcast that's empowering others, that is inspiring others or starting a foundation or being Gandhi. I mean, it's like (laughs) all of them are just as important because it takes all of us collectively to make an impact. But the thing that I think is most important for our communities of color, our black communities, our brown communities, our opportunity. For me, what breaks my heart is that a lot of young people that grow up in these, um, these communities, these urban communities, is that they they don't see potential. They think they have to be an entertainer or an athlete or a drug dealer or something along those lines is sort of what they see. And there's so much that we can be and do from being president of the United States to running a foundation, to being an activist or being a teacher or being an inventor or uh, uh, whatever. Like there's so much that we can do and be, but we need to go into these communities and expose them to the possibilities within their life. And that's, that's why I'm so passionate about Global Girl Impact because it's a program that goes into these communities and builds leaders, our future generation of leaders, of women of color, leaders that will go on to change the world, period, point blank. But in order to create those leaders, we have to start with our youth, our 12-year-olds, our 13-year-olds, mm-hmm. tell them it's possible and show them that it's possible and show them that they are valuable and that we care and that we see in them a powerful global leader in them, no matter where they've come from, no matter what their background is, their situation is, so that they can see it in themselves. And then now we start to transform individuals, which then transforms communities, which then Mm. transforms the world. That was well said. (laughs) Man, that was so well said. I, a lot of times, get on my soapbox about actors and actresses and, and athletes. <laughs> so I'm glad, and I'm, but I'm glad that you said that because it's true. I think we, we sometimes in our community, that's all we see. And we think that that's what we can strive or that's what, that should be the pinnacle of who we are. Um, but this, even on the flip to that, like how, how do you see, or, or is there a way that you can see more? celebrities and and athletes using their platform um outside of just the norm because yeah you know do you know what i'm saying do you see how that can play i do Mm -hmm. because sometimes like most times if they're a basketball player they go and they put a basketball program Mm -hmm. into the community or if they're a football player they put a football and i think we should move away from that because i've seen it time and time and time again where um a poor, say, black, brown family puts all of their everything yes. into making it to the NBA. And we know the statistics, right? Yes, exactly. It's like, I think less than one percent. It's like exactly. small. Mm-hmm. They don't make it. 
and they were great. Mm -hmm. They were like the star of their school and they and they had all the potential where then they don't make it. And then what happens? Devastated. Devastated. Yep. They, it's like, it's as if their life is over. I didn't yep. make it to the NBA. So that's it for me. Right. And, and that's the problem. Like everybody can become a doctor, a lawyer. Like there's no like finite amount of like doctors in this, like, or an entrepreneur. Exactly. Or a professor. Right. So mm -hmm. like you need to go in and sure, if you want to pursue sports, great, but you should have something else that you are also extremely passionate about. I was watching a documentary, I can't remember the name of it, but it was about basketball. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the documentary, um, this young boy went into the barbershop with the, this basketball player. And he, he said to him, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? And he said, I want to be a basketball player. Mm -hmm. And he said, you know, you can be a doctor, yeah. lawyer, mm -hmm. That was uh, Stefan Marbury. Um, I, I know. Also, and remember I saw it. on that little kid's face. Yes. yes. Like no one's ever told him that before. Exactly. That the young man did sit there. I mean, that was the first time you can tell in his entire young life that anyone told him that he can be anything in the world that he wanted to be outside of a basketball player. Yes. And it's so true. And that's why I really, for me, sometimes I, I get frustrated. Um, we we sell ourselves short of thinking that that's all there is a rapper or a basketball player an actor and i'm like well why not be a, a doctor or a lawyer or i mean nothing wrong with being you know um you know a bus driver or yes. it, it, you or know mechanic or a plumber a plumber like you know right. things that i mean these are skills and 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 employment that that's not going anywhere as long as people have homes you know, people are gonna need a plumber or an electrician, yeah. and is and they they do well. Yes, and, and you, I, can, you can grow even your own business exactly. and have a whole plumbing enterprise. Exactly. Or just as an individual, you can make a hundred, two hundred thousand dollars a year too. Exactly. So you know? I don't know. I'm I'm glad to hear that. You know, um, sometimes I think I'm I'm in my own little world, in my own little <laughs> bubble. But uh, I'm just glad to hear that. Uh, and thank you for sharing. I'm right there with you, Dan. <laughs> I say this all the time. I'm like, please, can we stop encouraging our youth to be rappers and actors? And it's just like we got we have to expand beyond that. As I, a, couldn't, as I a couldn't agree. Couldn't agree with you anymore. I really couldn't. So before we close out and uh, this was such an amazing episode. I, and again, thank you for taking out the time. Of course, this was great. But before we go, please, can you tell what's what's next on your plate i mean you your plate is already full <laughs> but what what's next for you i am very excited about global Girl impact as we expand but what i'm really also also excited about is the expansion of the impact itself so um, we're currently developing the documentary that will support the work around girls of color and the scripted film, which will also be centered around a young black girl um, navigating the throes of poverty in, in Brooklyn, New York. Wow. So there is a sort of trifecta approach to the work that really inspires me, bringing in all my different facets and expertise to really create this movement around every project and every cause that we focus on. Mm -hmm. So, So that's the next step for me is where We'll move in into production on the documentary, on the scripted feature film. 
Um, and then beyond that, start bringing in immersive experiences and XR and AR and all of these techno technology <laughs> um, platforms that also expand the reach even further. So we just keep we just keep building on it as it grows. Wow. Well, I can't I can't wait. Um, and I look forward to it. And if there's anything that we can do here um, to help support uh, your project or anything, please feel free to to reach out, shoot us an email or whatever. We'll be happy to sh share it on our platforms. Um, I think it really needs to be supported. And, and we even before I even get that, what can we do or how can people reach you to help support? you and your cause, your projects, anything that you have going on. Let's start there. Can you share that, that information? Yes, definitely. Um, well, you can follow along on the journey on my Instagram. So, I, okay, I will say I was the most anti-social media person. <laughs> Everybody would just get on my case about, you have to be, I'm like, I don't like social media. <laughs> So oh, I finally came around to Instagram because it's very creative and I'm a very creative person. So I'm like, okay, I'll do this in my way. Okay. <laughs> my own way. So you can follow the journey. I just sort of launched my presence on Instagram <laughs> at Shani underscore pride. That's S-H-A-N-I underscore P-R-I-D-E. That's my name. And um, and just follow along um, as things develop. Of course, you'll be able to participate. Another thing is you can go to foundatione.org. That's foundatione.org, E meaning uh, education plus entertainment equals effective global impact. Okay. And um, you can donate, you can subscribe, you can reach out to us on that platform. And, and yeah, and just, just supporting us along the way as we continue to grow, going to our films, viewing them, you know, being being involved in that way. When we start galvanizing volunteers, getting involved in that way, if you're if we're in your area, all of those things are very helpful and and will help us help us grow. Okay, well, thank you. So, and you mentioned so we're at in Brooklyn by chance. Uh, uh, what schools are you? Starting out because we're I'm originally from New York. My wife's in Brooklyn, so oh, so there you go. So okay, so the first school for our pilot is C Bams. C Bams, okay. Send Middle School. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you know in East Flat East. Yep, East, yeah, Flatbush, right? Yep. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay. Yep. Well, we'll, we'll now we'll keep my eyes. We'll keep my eyes on it, and yes. uh, we'll be in touch. We'll definitely be in touch. We'll, we'll see. We will definitely stay in touch. One hundred. Please, please yes. do. For uh, sure. I wish you all the best in everything that you do. Um, I love your energy. Love this love of everything about what you're doing. It's really amazing. Um, happy to, like I said, have you on. Uh, before we go today, I just want to take a quick second to uh, thank our patrons and some of our sponsors here uh, of the Two Mics Up podcast, uh, C CME Enterprise, LLC, The Prince William Perspective, and Riddick Entertainment. And today's episode uh, was sponsored by uh, Next Level Keys. Uh, if you are in need of some credit repair or credit support, give Next Level Keys a call. Um, and like I said, uh, my sister is not here riding with us today, but she's here in spirit. Yes. Um, she's going to really be upset that she missed us. She's also, she's also we'll from Brooklyn. We'll have to do it again. Uh, no, you, no, you will do it again. We'll, we'll have you back yes. as as your foundation E and this project takes takes legs and grows we will definitely have you back thank you again shani it's been my pleasure 
to have time to sit with you today. Um, and listeners, uh, like we always do, you can follow Two Mics Up online at www.twomicsup.com. You can follow us across social media, IG, Facebook, and Twitter at Two Mics Up. And like we always do with this time, stay safe, stay blessed. Mics out. Yay.